Today we got the one and only Hunter Dickinson on the pod. Hunter, man, I appreciate it. Welcome to the pod. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you said you've been in Ann Arbor since uh, July 1, taking classes and working out. How How's the workouts been going? How's the team looking? Workouts have been really good. Um, you know, we've had, uh, we got a kind of new team. You know, we got a lot of freshmen and then we got Devontae transferring in. So we got some new faces. So it's good to, you know, have everybody in one gym working out, um, getting to know each other, getting to know each other's tendencies and stuff like that, building that chemistry that we'll need for um, the end of the season uh, that run. Yeah, you guys are no strangers to incorporating new guys, fifth-year guys. You know, it's not your first rodeo with that. So it seems like something that uh, you guys can kind of just pick up from last year, kind of, right? Yeah, uh, Coach Howard does a really good job of, you know, getting a lot of new faces accustomed to, you know, the culture that we have at Michigan and making sure everybody's up to speed on, you know, offensive and defensive sets and terminologies and stuff like that. He does a really good job of, you know, slowing everything down and making sure everybody knows the details of everything. How's my guy, John Sanderson, doing? <laughs> Same man's doing really well. Um, you know, he's having fun with us. You know, he loves what he does. Um, he's having really fun. Like on Fridays, we usually try to do something outside of the weight room. So he's had a lot of fun, you know, coming up with new um, and different ideas on how to get us better um, strength-wise. Was you guys were pushing Jeeps? Was that yesterday or a couple of days ago? Yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah, um, he just got a new Jeep. Um, he's been really excited about it. He's been telling us all about it. And then we had Chase's Jeep um, as well. And so I wasn't there. I was um, with my grandparents. They had an anniversary, so I was down in Florida. But the team seemed like they had a lot of fun. I know Sandman had a lot of fun. You got to ask, when you see him again, you got to ask him about his old blazer. I think it was green. But if he first got the Michigan job, he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, they offered me a car, but I was like, I'd rather just add it to my salary and my, uh, maybe to the pension or something. He's like, I don't need a new car. And finally, apparently he got one. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a funny character. Now you mentioned um, working with him as, you know, one of the reasons that you picked Michigan. Like how, how has that been for you with your development? And, you know, it's not, it's super tough during the year to really develop athleticism when the season's going on. But how's that been with his program since the season was over and even, you know, before freshman year? It's been great. I mean, you know, obviously you can tell from, you know, when I first got here to now, I look totally different. Um, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to the same man. Um, he does a really good job of, you know, developing our bodies. Um, you know, he has us for a lot, like, you know, a year or so. And so for him, you know, he tries to just really push us and I, I really appreciate how um, he really pushes me. You know, he's always doing extra stuff with me after lifts and stuff like that to, you know, just give me even more, right, and try to develop my body as much as he can because he knows that um, that's something that's really important for me uh, for right now and then also um, beyond in my career. And so, you know, I'm trying to just um, get as much as I can out of him, um, you know, trying to just uh, do as much as I can while I'm here with him because I know he's really good and he knows what he's doing. Yeah, whenever he said extra stuff after workouts, that always scared the hell out of me. Like, what exactly are you guys doing extra? Uh, you know, a lot of shoulder stuff, um, you know, shoulder mobility and shoulder stability, uh, making sure my shoulders are um, really strong because, you know, in the season, you know, you're throwing around your body and mm -hmm. you don't want those to get hurt. Um, extra lateral and um, jumping stuff like, you know, for my hips and getting my hips stronger and just moving faster laterally, uh, like with bands and stuff like that, you know, with some resistance. And then um, just more, I would say, um, quad stuff, getting my legs 
stronger is something that he's really focused on um, this summer. Where have you seen your biggest improvement physically? I would say with my upper body. Um, my legs were, I think, the biggest improvement last year. I could really tell my legs got a lot bigger and stronger. And then this year, I think, like, my upper body's gotten a lot stronger. My shoulders and my arms and stuff like that just look way bigger. Um, I think my legs are starting to get um, a little bit bigger, too. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm just trying to continue with my hips and, you know, my lateral quickness and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Always key. Always key. The I want to get into some of last year's season. And I remember talking to uh, Coach Washington and, you know, talking about you in the beginning of practice and everyone knew you were talented. Um, but when that, when the lights came on, when that game started, you turned into a real gamer and really, really turned it up a notch. Like when did you, you know, what, what were your expectations coming into the season? And when did you kind of know that you could come in and really dominate a game, you know, in the Big Ten or even just in college basketball? Yeah, that is true. I mean, like, I think during practice, like, especially last year at the beginning, you know, I would say I wasn't really much of a practice player at the start of my career. Um, that's kind of, I probably picked up that habit from high school. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was kind of a little lazy in practice. And then when the game um, came up, then that's when I kind of turned everything on. But um, I kind of had to learn at Michigan that you kind of had to turn it on in practice and in the games. And so that's something that um, I struggled with at first, but I think I really improved um, as the season went on. And then um, my first, I think when we played Penn State and then Austin Davis got hurt. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know how many points I had, but it was it was like a good amount. And um, I realized like if I can do that against a Big Ten team, um, I think I'm capable of doing that on a nightly basis because I don't think I was doing anything special. And so that's kind of when I first realized that, you know, maybe I can, you know, I can do some with my freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, were you, obviously you're a big dude, seven, one, seven, two, like you've been double team before, but were you expecting that so early on in the big 10 year? Uh, no, I wasn't expecting it so early on, probably towards the end of the season. I would, you know, say, but um, to have it during the beginning of the season, I guess helped me in a way because, you know, when the NCAA tournament hit, that's all I faced was double and triple teams. So I yeah. think, you know, going through that big 10 season, being able to face, um, all kinds of different double teams really um, helped me um, when it came to tournament time. Yeah, and, you know, having Coach Howard, I mean, I could be wrong, but it seems like having a big man coach like that, it's just, it's rare in college basketball. It's rare in the NBA as well. It's got to be extremely helpful for your progress and, you know, let alone just your experience of handling those situations and next year being able to go in, prepare for those double teams, triple teams, and how to, you know, maneuver that tactically. Yeah, like you said, it's really rare. Um, you know, there's probably less than ten in the in the whole um, country. Yeah. So I think for me that was something that was very unique and something that really interested me when um, they were recruiting me. And so, um, yeah, like you said, uh, he really does help me. Um, we try to watch a lot of film together, just me and him, um, trying to because that's what I really like when it's just me and him because I'm able to ask more questions and just um, get to talk to him more about, you know, what's happening in the games and stuff like that. And, you know, every time we end um, one of those film sessions, I feel really good about myself. I feel really confident going into, you know, the next game and stuff like that. And I just really appreciate him and his knowledge of the game because it's really helped me tremendously. 
Yeah, definitely. What, what are you guys seeing in those film sessions and especially moving towards this season, like tactically where you can improve? Uh, because usually, um, you know, when we're working out, like in practice and stuff like that, um, he tries to give me tips, but, you know, it's kind of hard because he's trying to focus on so many different things. But uh, when we're in the film session, he's really able to lock in and key in on just me and what I'm doing. So, you know, he'd be able to tell me um, about screening angles and, you know, um, when I get the ball, um, just staying low, using the crab dribble, um, telling me where to look when I get the ball, you know, to kind of scan the floor and stuff like that. Just things that he normally can't tell me because, you know, he's the head coach. So he's focused on so much other stuff that mm-hmm. you know, when we have those one-on-one sessions, he's able to really kind of key in on what I'm doing and kind of just give me like a couple of tips on every possession, really. You guys have, well, we mentioned before, an incredible class coming in. You got Devontae Jones, Eli returning, Brandon returning, you, you know, what have you seen from the team? You know, if certain guys stuck out, like maybe certain lineups or how you guys are going to mesh and play, will you, will you think it'll be similar to last year or, or a little bit different? I think it'll be a little bit different. Um, I think this year uh, we're going to be a little bit deeper. I think last year we were probably, you know, limited or like capped at an eight deep mm-hmm. uh, um, in big games and stuff like that. I think, you know, honestly, I think we can go 11 uh, this year. I think, you know, the talent that we have coming back and that we're bringing in, um, the freshmen are really good. It's going to be hard uh, for them to stay off the floor. Um, and so I think, you know, Coach Howard's got, you know, really good um, kind of balance of talent at all different positions. So I think this year it will be a little bit different. You know, we'll be able to sub in um, a couple more people in each game. And I think that will really help us, especially down the stretch lane of the season. I think we'll be a little bit fresher than we were last year. Yeah, and it's – it's we played – when we played, Coach Bill was always like, I like to keep eight. He even kept seven, some games six. Because he's like, it's hard enough to keep some guys happy and mesh talent and get the right lineups. And 11, 10 is really tough. And, you know, last year you guys didn't play too many guys. And, you know, it wasn't 10, 11 deep. But you guys had so much talent that, you know, it looked like in the games where you guys you had so many options that you didn't know where to go at times. And I'm, and I'm wondering if that's something that you focused on or, you know, going into – this season, you guys are trying to, you know, find those pinpoints on offense where you can attack and, you know, your best spots instead of kind of, you know, looking at each other like, are you going to take it? Because you can take your man. Well, you can take your man too. And then Hunter, you can always take your man down the post. So it was, it's not easy to maneuver when you have so much talent. Everyone thinks it's easy, but is that a focus for you guys this year? No, you're, you're right for sure. I think last year we, I think we were really good last year with that. Um, yeah. You know, like we were, I think the starting five was super talented. Um, you know, I think there's five pros in the starting lineup. And yeah. so for us, um, for to be able to share the ball like we did last year, I think I think that was really special for us this year. Um, I, I think we're not as advanced as we were last year because, you know, of the new guys. Um, like we have so many freshmen that, you know, are still trying to find their role, still trying to get accustomed to college basketball and playing with, you know, other really good, talented guys. So I think, you know, it's something that we still – are working on, but, you know, Coach Howard does a really good job um, of just making sure that, you know, he recruits unselfish players. And so, you know, I don't have any worry that, you know, when the game time comes, everybody will be unselfish. That's something that he preaches daily and something that um, I think players just kind of gravitate towards because that's the kind of person he is. And, you know, he gives off that good energy. And so I think players just gravitate towards that. It seems like a free-flowing offense, kind of equal opportunity, free-flowing. So it seems like something – you can step right into if you're confident enough, you know, with, with Beeline, we had a very set system and, 
you had to learn the intricacies of it all and really take, you know, a few months for guys to really pick some stuff up. But, you know, this coach Howard's to correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems, you know, much more of a motion offense where it's like, all right, you, you know, you got free reign here. You got to make the decision yourself. Yeah. Um, I think I would say coach Howard's offense is more of just, you know, kind of a template. Um, he kind of just gives you one set to get everybody organized. I think that's really what the set is about. I'm just getting people in, you know, spots, making sure the floor is balanced. And then, you know, we'll have our quick little action, whether it's a ball screen or a side screen, down screen, something like that to, you know, get the offense started. And then after that, it's really just playing. Um, he does a really good job of making sure, you know, in practice, we're not just looking at the first option, but we're looking at, you know, the sixth and seventh option, you know, like trying mm -hmm. to get six or seven passes in in a possession. So that really forces us to move and kind of move without the basketball and making sure it doesn't stick, you know, getting it from the first side to the second side and stuff like that. Just really um, kind of making sure that, you know, he's growing our basketball IQs because that's really what he's focused on is, you know, trying to let us play and make a, let us um, make the plays out there. Yeah. What I love about your game, watching you, especially freshman year, the confidence of being able to run down the court. I see you pointing left and right. You're, you're calling for ball screens in transition and semi-transition you know, calling for post-ups, getting angles. Uh, you seem confident right away. Um, you kind of develop that relationship, I think, with Eli and with Mike. And, you know, you know, you have that with Eli right now. Are you, are you confident in being able to kind of control the offense from the center position, which is not always easy, uh, especially at such a young age, but, you know, also, you know, working on your relationship with Devontae as, as a new guy. And because, you know, you, you big guys rely on their point guards a lot. You're going to have to rely on them a lot. So developing that relationship is important. How have you been doing that? Uh, yeah, I, like you said, with the confidence, I think I'd have to give that, you know, again, to Coach Howard with them film sessions. Um, you know, that's something that we talk about. Uh, like when I'm running down the floor in the games, he'll point out like right here, you know, instead of doing this, you can go and set a chest screen or set a down screen or, you know, go and get that good angle for a ball screen real quick. I think, um, you know, just with them film sessions, he really kind of helps me. And that's things that I'm thinking about during the game and that helped me during the game. And um, that's something that we also work on in practice a lot is, you know, doing different things, like just uh, working on me, you know, kind of initiating the off, not initiating the offense, but initiating, you know, certain actions and certain motions and stuff like that. I'm working on it in practice on 5 and 0. Uh, we we spend a lot of time on five and zero, and I think that really helps us um, just get comfortable. And like you said, yeah, I was really comfortable with Mike and Eli last year. Um, I think you know just spending a lot of time with them, hanging out with them, getting to know them, really helped me um, on the court because you know I was really comfortable with them. I was able to talk to them, and you know with Eli coming back, yeah, that's somebody who you know I'm really close with, somebody that I love hanging around, and I think we do have that, that kind of special connection on the court. Um, Devontae is another really good um, person off the court. You know, the short time that I've spent with him so far has been really good. Um, he's great to be around in the locker room, but I think I can say that about, you know, everybody on the team. Sure. But um, yeah, the, especially, you know, like you said, um, big men definitely rely on the point guards. So, you know, obviously you kind of have to have that connection with the point guards and that's something that we're still building and, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, getting to know even more. As yeah. the season goes on. I'm sure. Have you, have you found yourself to be more vocal this year compared to last? Yeah, for sure. Last year, um, you know, I was trying to become, I was trying to be more of a follower because, 
you know, we already had that veteran leadership with, you know, Isaiah, Eli, Austin, um, even Mike and Shandi, you know, Franz, guys who have had multiple, multiple years of college basketball experience. And so for me, I was just trying to learn behind them and just, you know, kind of follow their footsteps. But now I'm kind of, you know, as my second year, but, you know, I still feel like I'm one of the leaders on the team, one of the veterans on the team. And so uh, for me, I'm just trying to do what I um, do, what the players before me did for me and just try to teach the young guys, you know, give them tips and kind of just show them the way and, you know, how Michigan basketball operates and the kind of culture we have here. So, yeah, I'm definitely trying to be more vocal this year in practices and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's it's a fun spot to be in, but it's it can be nerve wracking at times. It can be, you know, give you anxiety a little bit. You, you always have to be on, right? You got to be paying attention to everything. You always got to be on. So you've, have you found yourself, I guess, you, and you mentioned it before, developing more of a practice player where you're paying attention to those details and you're paying attention to everything else. And it's, you know, it, mentally, it, at least for me, do you find it to be a lot different than it was last year? For sure. Um, you know, I got to make sure that I'm locked in at all times because I know players are watching me and, watching what I'm doing because, you know, I'm setting an example for the younger players. And so, yeah, this year I'm definitely trying to, you know, be more locked in and, you know, just look um, more engaged, if anything, because, you know, I feel like I am engaged in practice, but, you know, you got to look the part too um, and just kind of set that example for the younger players because they're looking up to you for, you know, what to do really. A lot of people have you guys at the top of the list winning the Big Ten. Have you guys talked about team goals yet? and what, what this upcoming season wants to look like for you? No, we haven't talked about team goals, but, you know, I think it's pretty understood every year with Coach Howard. Um, the expectation is, you know, a national championship, but, of course, you have those goals of winning a Big Ten championship, winning a Big Ten tournament championship, you know, being a top five team in the country. Those are things that, you know, every team wants to be. But I think with Coach Howard, I think, you know, the goals are kind of already laid out there every year, um, mm -hmm. you know, pretty much um, – you know, with the kind of class we have and the, the kind of players that we're bringing back, I think, you know, we'd be selling ourselves short if it was a championship or bust mentality for us, if it wasn't a championship or bust mentality for us. Right, right. Now, I want to get into it. I wouldn't be right if I talked to you and didn't talk about some of the Maryland games and like my favorite technical foul the entire year and, and Howard's too. <laughs> what, you know, what spurned, you know, that whole thing was it was it the recruiting process did they, did they not recruit you coming out of Maryland uh yeah I'd say they didn't recruit me as much as I felt like I should have been recruited I'd say okay I mean, I'll go with that <laughs> okay I feel like I, I feel like I should have been a higher priority to them sure than I was sure no I mean yeah you had you know your was the final Michigan Duke FSU Notre Dame I mean obviously you think yeah. Maryland would be there so I I understand that motivation I think I remember a couple of teams, you know, they always, you know, fans are always like, oh, you bet Michigan State games and Ohio State games are crazy. But like against teams that did or did not recruit you, like those are some of the most hype games for you individually. People don't understand that. Yeah, I mean, you know, most teams in the Big Ten didn't recruit me. So like, well, like they didn't even recruit me at all. Like, you know, most um, like Wisconsin and all of them, they didn't even reach out. So, you know, I don't really have no bad feeling like, bad ill feelings towards them so like I don't really care about that and then I mean you know other schools that did recruit me the Big Ten I turned down so now I don't really have too many hard feelings towards too many Big Ten teams but um yeah no you are right like when a team that didn't recruit you as hard as you thought 
Um, it definitely is a more fun game for you. Oh, yeah, big time. And you seem very calm, like, for your normal personality. But you get on the court, and I see you, you know, flexing, chest bumping. Like, is there something when you cross those lines that turns on? Yeah, because I think, you know, that's part of the game that I really enjoy is, you know, that competitiveness, that, you know, that amped kind of feeling. Uh, I think, yeah. you know, it makes the game fun for me when I get hyped. You know, I don't want to play it like monotone, like Kawhi Leonard. I couldn't do that. Uh, it's not uh, like, you know, just going about my business. That's not, you know, the kind of player I am. I like to, you know, play with my emotions on my sleeve. And that's something that, you know, has helped me out and got me this far. So, you know, why, why stop now? Yeah, you guys seem like you really fed off each other's energy. Like when you guys went on runs, you really went on runs. And I feel like that'll continue next year. But it's, you know, have you, do you, I guess you said before, like you didn't bring that energy into practice before, but now in like a leadership position, are you bringing that game energy to practice now? I try, you know, I, I try. It's not easy. Yeah, no, I try as much as I can. You know, I think the other players on the team do a good job of it. You know, the freshmen are, really high energy right now and so you know it makes it easy for guys to kind of get engaged and stuff like that but um when you talked about like that feeding off each other's energy I think you know because we're all so close you know we all love hanging out with each other we all try to do stuff together um you know like I think it's easy to enjoy each other's success and feed off each other's um you know success and you know Franz was, you know, just dunked on somebody or Mike hit a three. It was easy for me to get excited because, you know, that's one of my best friends, you know, making a three or dunking on somebody. So, you know, obviously I'm going to be happy for him and, you know, get excited because you know, I'm, I'm happy for their success. So I think this year will be no different. I feel like you rubbed off on Franz even. He seems so calm. I remember middle of the Big Ten season, he dunked on somebody and, and got super hyped and flexed. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? I tried, you know, I tried, yeah, I tried. Um, I think Franz did. I think he definitely did open up a little bit more. But um, I think Franz was like kind of the opposite in practice. He was really um, high emotion, you know, um, very competitive. If he lost, you know, it would be visibly, um, it was very visible that he was upset. And I think, you know, when he came to the game time, you know, he was kind of a little bit more reserved. So I guess he was kind of the opposite of me. And um, towards, yeah, like you said, the middle end of the season, he was getting more, um, I guess emotionally engaged um, in mm-hmm. game stuff like that, and you know, it was, it was fun for me to see because I was enjoying it. Yeah, of course, I think everybody did for sure. Now, you guys, you know, with this new year, you had a crazy year last year. You got new rules with NIL this year. I'm wondering if you guys have had conversations between players with all these new rules and how to go about them and like how to pick out opportunities like has that been something you guys have talked about between teammates yeah you know we talk about um you know what what deals are on um the horizon for us you know like if um jace has something coming up or adrian or me or eli you know we we talk about that kind of stuff um you know seeing what we can and can't do you know michigan's not the most free of you know the universities they're kind of you know, being a little restrictive on what we can do. Like we can't use the block M for some reason. You think, you know, if you play for the university and you make money for them, you know, they would at least, you know, let you use their logo and stuff or something like that. But, you know, they're being hard right now. They're trying to be like the NCA and kind of hold us back a little bit. But, you know, it's at least it's, you know, at least they're letting us do something and make us make, let us make a little money off, you know, our likeness and image. And, you know, I'm just happy that, 
these rules were changed while I'm in college, so I can benefit a little bit off it. How are those conversations going? Like, who are you talking to in, in the university? Is it just a basketball team? Are they doing full athletes? Do you guys have somebody representing you to talk on your behalf? Like, how are those conversations going? Can you paint a picture for me? Yeah, so um, I have somebody who um, is advising me and helping me out with stuff like that. If somebody sends me a contract or something like that, or somebody sends me a DM on Instagram, um, I'll send it to them and, you know, they'll kind of uh, guide me and, you know, give me helpful insight on stuff. And um, then uh, if I want to do something, uh, if I want to take advantage of, you know, an opportunity, you got to send an email to Michigan's compliance um, and they have like a form that you have to fill out about, you know, like a couple, just a couple questions basically. And then they'll give you an email back saying if you can or can't do it. Um, you know, I think it's pretty pointless. I don't really care what they have to say, but, you know, you got to send the email and make sure. sure you're in compliance with what they have to say. But, you know, I guess, I don't know if everybody's following that. At least I am. But, yeah, you know, that's what you got to do for Michigan, I guess. Is, yeah, they got a little email um, that you send to compliance and they'll email you back if it's, uh, again, like if it's against the NCAA rules or the uh, Michigan rules. Now, is there like an ongoing conversation? Does it seem like eventually they'll figure out and release rights to use the block M or it seems like they just put up a wall and say like, no, thanks. Uh, I think, you know, eventually they're going to have to um, relinquish it uh, because, you know, so many other universities are allowing college athletes to use the logo. And so I think, you know, it's just a matter of time. Just like in the NCAA, it was just a matter of time before they let players make money off their image and likeness. You know, eventually, yeah. um, eventually they'll have to give up. But right now, you know, they're playing a little bit of hardball. So we'll let them have their little moment. <laughs> I imagine, you know, for their sake, it's, it's interesting to figure out, like, payment. Now, are the other schools, like, if they use their logo, or, or, like, if you put a logo on your jersey, like, the Block M, are they getting the cut of that then? Is that, like, kind of what they're working for? I'm not sure um, with every school. I know for some schools, um, I think that's not the case. I think, you know, they're, they just allow the players to use it freely, but I'm not sure. Um, how every university's rules are with that. Um, have you guys had conversations, I guess, how, has Coach Howard come in and had conversations with you or has that kind of been like off to the side a little bit? Because I know, especially in college basketball, the culture of distractions, like everything is a distraction outside of the court when really it's not the case. Now, have you guys, you know, tried to tackle that as a group? Has, has he had talks with you? Uh, he's had, I've had talks with him personally. Um, he's been really, really, um, open to everything you know he's really uh because i think you know he can he can kind of um sympathize for us because he knows how much like he would have made um given this same opportunity when he was in college you know with the right. fab five and stuff like that so i think he's really open and you know on our side when it comes to nli stuff um he like i really appreciate um what he's doing for us and you know his openness because you know he could easily um been less um, sympathetic uh, for us with our NLI opportunities and stuff like that but I really appreciate him and um, that's something that you know I've come accustomed to is you know his unselfishness and you know ability just to um, you know connect with his players and stuff like that. Do I have this right that Jace was the first Barstool like signee for like being represented was that right? 
Uh, for Michigan, I, th I think so. Um, they, they reached out to me. I told them because I don't know if we're tech, I don't think we're technically allowed to partner with Bar Barstool because, you know, they're owned by Penn National and they're a gambling company. And so I think Michigan's one of Michigan's rules is, you know, you can't be sponsored by um, any gambling uh, companies. And so I, huh. so I technically, um, he's never, I don't think he's really allowed to be one right now. And, um, but uh, I think um, with Barstool, you know, Dave obviously is a UM guy and yeah, uh, we're in contact. We'll, I think we're going to have something um, put together um, before the season. I think with just me and him, because I don't think we're allowed to do anything with Barstool, but I would definitely gotcha. like to try to do something with him. What's yeah. the, can you give like a sneak, pre, like a little hint of what that would be? I honestly don't even know yet. Um, we're trying to figure that out. Um, trying to, bounce ideas off and brainstorm and try to see, you know, what would be something that would be really hype for next year. What, what, what's the deal with the gaming thing? Is that like a Michigan law or the university? I, I think it's a Michigan university rule. I'm yeah. not sure if it, I don't think it's a Michigan state law. I think it's a Michigan university law. Now what, uh, I guess I'm trying to just figure this out on the fly here talking with you and, like, how does it look, I guess, being on your own or being contacted by someone like Barstool and these different agencies? Like, have you had to fight that off on your own or are you kind of pinpointed someone to advise you and be be your go-to person for that, like, from the beginning? Yeah, no, it was definitely hard to try to, you know, find, like, an, not an agent, but, like, a marketing team because, you know, you don't really know, like, you don't really have a connection, like, with any marketing team, really. And, like, it was kind of like, picking an agent all over again for me, you know, when I was testing the waters, trying to pick an NCA certified agent to go with, um, I know that process was really hard and, you know, you, you just want to, you just want to make the right decision. Um, and it's kind of hard because like with college, you know, you're able to visit the universities and really get a feel and kind of get a better sense. But with these guys, you know, it's really a Zoom call and, you know, you kind of have to make a decision from there amongst like five different agencies and stuff like that. So for me, that was kind of the hardest part uh, but now that I have my guy um, advising me, I really, you know, um, just kind of appreciate it because he knows a lot um, about a lot of things. And so yeah. um, he's been really helpful for me um, in terms of just guiding me um, in this process and, you know, just looking out for my best interest. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to imagine like a commercial shoot in the middle of the year, like some opportunity comes up. Are you open for that have you guys talked about that at all or like maybe shutting some stuff down like in, in terms of you know those instances? yeah um I, I was probably um thinking about trying to do more stuff before the season and then during the season you know not doing as many like appearances and stuff like that and, you know trying like maybe doing a post here and there but not trying to do too much stuff trying to you know make sure i'm focusing on you know the main goal which is on the court success but um, if something comes up that, you know, is un, um, irresistible, then, you know, I might have to take it. But uh, that's not the plan right now. The plan is to try to be as successful as I can on the court. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. Now, talk to me about you've sort of, you know, would you say partnered with the player's trunk? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. You got the you got the big Dickinson energy shirts and, and gear. Yeah. That's a very good 21st century meme 
uh, play on words there. I like that one. That that seemed like a pretty easy uh, pick for you. Oh yeah, no, you know we got um, we got some more stuff dropping. Uh, probably when I'm done with this interview, I'll probably drop some more stuff, um, some more shirts, and uh, we got uh, you know something else coming out today too. But we got something we got something big um, on the horizon. Another big um, item that will be making its appearance. Um, hopefully, you know, before, or definitely before the start of the season, but, you know, hopefully um, in a month or so that that will make its appearance. And I think, you know, definitely take the social media world by storm real quick. Oh, I'm guessing you can't really hint at that one. It's just going to be coming out in a month. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to hint at that one. I've All right. only, only told a handful of people about this one, but right. I, I, I think it's going to take, you know, I think it's going to go viral. I think a lot of people enjoy it and think it's funny, but, uh, we'll see. I love it. I love pushing the boundaries. That's always my favorite, especially if college athletes get that confidence. So I appreciate that about you. I'm excited to see what that is. Yeah, yeah. But you can find it at the player's trunk. Um, how's that been going, you know, so far with, with gear and, and sales and everything? It's been great because um, Jason Lansing was a manager at Michigan. And so, you know, we already had a really good connection. You know, I already talked to him, you know, regularly. And so for me and him, you know, it's, you know, we're on the phone um, like every other day, it feels like trying to come up with new ideas on, you know, how we can just um, take advantage of this NLI stuff and just, you know, make as much merchandise and, you know, as we can and just, you know, make sure we're making quality stuff that people will enjoy and people will buy and stuff like that. So it's been really fun for me because, you know, it's like a little side hustle, I guess, but it's it's fun because, you know, I really I, I, I kind of like, you know, the brand that I'm making right now, the big Dickinson energy is something that, you know, I think is fun and funny and something that I think has a lot of potential in the future. Yeah, no, I, it's, you know, after, you know, I, I had my college career and then I, my playing career afterwards and I never got to, I mean, I guess I could have said something up like this, but it would have been much easier with my time and, you know, my, my image in college to really set up this, you know, sort of side hustle and you learn about business you make connections you you learn how to talk to people on that side of things so I feel like it's really a great learning tool that you just aren't going to get otherwise and now that you guys get that like everyone wants to talk about the money but really that whole experience has to be invaluable as well yeah for sure um the experience of just being able to kind of like have your own bit like I have my own business I have my own LLC right now so yeah being right. able to do that at such a young age is I think really invaluable for young kids and to be able to learn about taxes and stuff like that you know making sure you got to save your money you know not blow it all like if you get a five thousand dollar check you got to put at least half of it away for taxes because you know when April comes around you're gonna have to um, you know pay the government and stuff like that so just being able to teach kids um, real world experiences while they're still in college I think is something that's not um, looked at enough and I think some that's very undervalued that will really benefit um, young kids for uh, their their future yeah definitely no it's really I'm, I'm glad it's happening and you seem like you're maneuvering it really well um, I want to you know get a few more minutes of your time here I want to talk about the, the, your summer here and sort of your process of entering the draft and then coming back to Michigan um, you know you tested those waters and ultimately decided to come back. Was was you know the NIL stuff, NLI stuff, a key factor in that, as, as well as you know that sour taste in your mouth from losing to Michigan. But you know, you know, talk to me about your return 
to Michigan and sort of your process that you went through? Yeah, um, you know, when I first uh, declared for the NBA draft, uh, I felt like I was ready for the NBA. I felt like, you know, that was something that you know, has been a goal of mine for so long. And I felt like I had the opportunity to, you know, test the waters and still be able to come back. So I thought it was a no brainer for me um, to at least try. And, you know, I felt like I was good enough. And like what, uh, what I had to hear to stay was probably, you know, like a late first round pick, you know, I didn't want to be a second round pick and, you know, he was fine with that. And, um, you know, I try to stay kind of um, truthful to what I said. I, I said I wasn't going to come out if I was going to be a second round pick. And so that's what NBA teams were telling me. They said, you know, middle to late second round. And so for me, um, I didn't want to have to kind of, you know, be worried about like my contract situation and stuff like that and where I was going to go. I just felt like, you know, another year of um, Michigan basketball, you know, like I had fun last year and to be able to experience a real year was something that, you know, was really kind of pushing me to come back. You know, I wanted to have that kind of real experience of being able to go in person classes and you know, like actually look at my professors when they're teaching me and, you know, being around my classmates, being able to actually feel like I attended the University of Michigan and not just be a basketball player there is something that um, was really kind of big for me and, you know, what a, a major factor for me. But like you said, the NLI stuff was, you know, another important factor, you know, being able to make money off your image and likeness, you know, not, you know, making like seven figures or anything like that, but being able to, you know, just live comfortably while you're in college, not have to worry about, you know, can I afford to go out to eat tonight or something like that, but mm. you know, being able to go and just live a little bit more comfortably was big for me. And I think NLI definitely had something to do with it. I think it had, um, it'll be something that um, gravitates players to stay in college or, or even go to college um, and not go overseas or stuff like that. So I think the NLI um, affected did my decision and I think it'll affect you know others to other people's decisions in the future yeah it's funny people complain about the one and done situation and the talent losing talent to the NBA and then they also want to complain about the NLI stuff and it's like it's going to help players stay and yeah. help talent grow within the college pool like I don't, it's you know not, nobody's going to be super happy with everything when it comes to paying college athletes but yeah it's always been a frustration of mine um you saw we saw Luke Garza go late in the in the second round and his you know you know really great college career like where do you see yourself being able to separate from you know being pigeonholed in that kind of Luke Garza category even though I think he'll be fine in the NBA or definitely can be but wanting to be drafted higher in that first round where do you think you can separate yourself yeah, I hate when people compare me to like other like players. It sucks. It sucks. I apologize for it. No, no, no. It's fine. Like, no, I, you aren't the first one. So, like, I don't, I don't really like when people compare me. I feel like, you know, my I'm my own player. You know, like when NBA teams would say like, "Who do you model your game after?" Like, I don't really model my game after anybody. Like, right. You know, I I watch people play, and I'll take you know maybe one thing from one player, but I'm not trying to you know like totally imitate one or two players, but. You know, I think, you know, just my game in general, I think having Coach Howard um, be my coach and, you know, put me in NBA situations as a college player and 
being able to showcase what I can do in an NBA offense in college and how that will translate to NBA team, I think will really help me and um, and just the development of being with Coach Howard. I think um, NBA teams are taking note of that. And I think that was something that will definitely help me um, come time next year when I'm trying to get drafted. Will we see you doing more pick and pops, shooting some more threes next year? That's the plan. Um, right now, that's definitely uh, my my plan and my goal for next year. Were you shooting threes? You had a couple of NBA workouts. Were you shooting threes in those? Yeah, I was shooting a lot. Um, nice. but that's something I definitely worked on over the yeah. season. Or I mean, over the summer, uh, I spent a lot of time and a big emphasis on that. So that's something that I wanted to showcase um, when I was testing the waters, and that's something that I'm showcasing now. Is there anything else uh, you you want to improve on basketball wise, or just kind of sharpen everything up? Uh, something another big emphasis of mine is using my right hand. You know, it's um, mm. a big. Uh, I guess area of improvement for me is I think um, just trusting it is the biggest thing. Trying to use it in practice as much as I can is something that I've really been working on in practice recently is just using it whenever I can just to gain that confidence that Coach Howard is talking about with using it. I can imagine you have the biggest chip on your shoulder. You already talked about how you fuel your fire with, you know, recruitment or you know whatever it may be and not being uh invited to the combine's got to be one of the biggest fuels you've had in your career yeah you know I was pretty upset when that happened but like you said you know I do feel like I have a chip on my shoulder this year um and I'm just excited uh for the season um I'm really excited I can't wait to you know start playing again and um show the world what you know I've been working on over the summer Hunter Dickinson with something to prove. It seems like a very scary thing for opponents. I would not want to face that, to be honest. Uh, we're going to get you out of here. We got, you know, usually I'm asking guys, older guys about, you know, I, I haven't, I sent them off with two questions. One of them was about skeeps and ricks, but you being uh, underage and not being able to go out, I'll, I'll refrain from asking you that. Um, <laughs> you know, for the record, it's been skeeps all the way. So I'm just going to go ahead and put you in the skeeps category. But to get to send this uh, interview off, maybe not, but send this interview off. Um, usually I ask guys, you know, what's the number one thing they learned at the time at Michigan? You're not done there, but what is something that you picked up um, in your short time there that you think will, will stick with you for your career? I, I think it's, you know, I'd say um, the work ethic and practice um, for me, I think that's something that, you know, I, I've said earlier um, in the interview, but I think that was the biggest area of improvement for me and something that I was really proud of was, you know, taking um, practice more seri seriously um, and trying to get something out of it. You know, Coach Howard's always talking about that 1% each day. You know, it's a you know famous quote that a lot of people try to use, but that's mm -hmm. something, you know, that I try to really um, focus on is just, you know, each time we go out there, you know, just trying to give it my all and not um, kind of take a step back, but always just taking steps forward, trying to get better and, you know, multiple ways and just trying to improve myself each and every day. And, and that's something that I think I've really learned from Coach Howard is that taking practice and, you know, working on the, like focusing on the details of each practice and each, each thing that you do in life. Makes sense. Really good advice. Hunter, I appreciate it, man. Really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, excited for this season to start and uh, best of luck. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah no problem. Take it easy. See you.